0: been a full-on weekend. I've been at Fertility Fest in the UK. Over 150 artists all in one place over a weekend performing and discussing infertility as well as experts on a panel. It has been just remarkable. Welcome to the Fertility Podcast. I'm Natalie Silverman, your host if you've just joined me. And this episode has kind of been shared with you on the fly because... I wanted to give you some of the content from Fertility Fest, but I'm going to hold on to it because it needs a little bit more love and attention. So what I will say is it's coming. And if you go to the Fertility Podcast Facebook page, you can actually watch some live streams from the event to kind of get a taste of what it was all about. It's had quite an impact on me this weekend, being amongst all these creative people, sharing their work and their own personal experiences and... Also, there was a whole host of experts talking about issues that were being raised. And one thing that was like really apparent is that there's a whole host of us creative types trying to spread the word and putting a heck of a lot more effort into it than the fertility industry itself helping you to kind of find the information you need and have the conversations you want, which is frustrating, really frustrating. And it's kind of the reason why I do what I do with my podcast. And it's also the reason why I've launched The Ultimate Fertility Guide, which is the other project I have, which is live-streamed interviews with experts. And if you're listening to this podcast in real time, I've got some coming up this week. Tuesday, tomorrow, at uh, half-past-twelve, uk time we're going to be talking about ivf travel and wednesday the 16th of may at 7 30 uk time we're going to be talking to donor concierge about how they help you on your journey to become a parent through a a donor or through a surrogate so just make sure you like the ultimate fertility guide on facebook and you'll be able to watch our live streams if youtube is your channel of choice then we have a youtube channel the ultimate fertility guide as well where all the content will be shared too. Now whilst we're going through the different social media platforms, my guest today is another lovely lady that I've met on Instagram. Her name is Alice Rose and her Instagram name is TTC support underscore day by day. And we join Alice as she explains how her journey to parenthood Happened. She's mother to a 17-month-old little girl called Matilda.
1: It took just over two years, um, two years, two months, but there were about 10 assisted reproductive cycles, if that's a phrase that I can use. So there was a lot of trying and failing and attempts to regulate cycles and operations and medicated cycles and scanning, you know, all the all the stuff that we, we know about. So while it wasn't maybe the longest, it felt like it was quite intense because I kind of went straight into fertility treatment
0: so as far as where you're at now you've recently joined the instagram community because you've written this book what stage did you write the book was it when you started treatment or once you were pregnant
1: i started writing literally from the moment we decided that we were going to start trying to have a baby i started writing on my laptop i've always written as a way to process stuff and it's just been something that I did so I just started writing because I had a little suspicion that we were going to have a journey and and I was right I'd never ever had regular cycles I didn't really understand that people did I just thought I didn't really understand how much of an impact my cycles would have but of course they did and then when I went and investigated that then um, I was told I had polycystic ovaries but not the syndrome which again confused me and I did a lot of research on that discovered lots of uh, diet and lifestyle advice which i tried to implement <laughs> they uh, they discovered a fibroid as well in the uterus so i had that removed then i did my six cycles of clomid then i did four rounds of ovulation induction this all sounds very quick but it wasn't because there were a lot of complications you know through every cycle which because they weren't regular it it wasn't monthly it was a much longer period of time so anyway four rounds of ovulation induction that didn't work and then and then we went on to IVF and IVF was successful first time so we were very lucky with that.
0: Your awareness of the problem with your cycle meaning that you're probably going to have an issue conceiving was that because you'd started to do the research and you're pretty well informed because there still seems to be that disconnect of of women actually realising the impact of irregular periods on their fertility.
1: Yeah I mean I, I just thought that it probably would affect it. So I didn't really waste any time. I'm a bit of a planner and I didn't really want to. I'm, I'm also extremely impatient. But I <laughs> I did. That was a huge lesson that I learned while going through this journey was, was how to be patient. And I talk a lot about that in my book. Mm. But I, I thought, well, I know I'll sort of, you know, try and beat Mother Nature by just going straight to the GP and getting a referral straight away. But I didn't realise what would actually happen once I got into that system and it, it, it was an incredible amount of waiting and uh, we had loads of cancelled appointments so every time I sort of geared myself up for an appointment it was cancelled sort of very last minute and that was really difficult to handle but I now see all of those cancellations and the extra time we had to wait as a blessing, which I can explain further. But Go um, go for it. shall Shall I dive into that? Yeah, because
0: I think one thing, I mean, I talk about, you know, being patient. I'm a very impatient person and I have to apply it all the time with all the things I'm doing because everything, I never have enough time to do half the things I'm doing and I have to calm my brain down and The patience that I think I learned through the fertility journey we went on, which was much more straightforward than yours, but everybody's, I don't think people should compare when they're listening to people tell their stories because everybody's has a place in their journey, but patience is so vital for peace of mind. So share, share your wisdom because there's going to be lots of people going, I need, I need that support.
1: I was, yeah, I was a a really typical product of our society. I just decided I wanted to have a baby and I wanted to have it now. And I thought I could probably beat my irregular cycle problem by going straight to the GP, getting straight in there with the fertility thing and just getting it sorted, you know. But that's just not really how a fertility journey works. And, you know, what I learned how to do, and which I'm now so grateful for this lesson, is... Learning how to be present, and that is really the answer to navigating this incredibly difficult thing that we have we have been pre- presented with. So, um, I, I, I'm no expert, and I'm I, you know I, I'm, I'm certainly not trained in this. I just did so much self development and self care while I went through my fertility journey that I ended up, weirdly enough. Um, feeling happier and more content and more at peace with myself than I ever had done before in my life and I actually thought this is unexpected (laughs) because all I'd heard before embarking on this whole thing was that a fertility journey was going to just be awful and invasive and horrible and emotional and draining and horrendous but while it was all of those things, and, and not to take away from anybody who, are, who, who is experiencing all of those feelings, because yes, the, you know nobody can, can say that this is not all of those things, it could also be a gateway to something a little bit exciting and a little bit magical, and um, it doesn't have to be the worst time of your life. And I felt like this was such a kind of revelation for me that I really wanted to try and work out what it was that had got me into that headspace and had made me so um, able to be mindful while I was going through all of this. And it took probably about a year and a half for me to get to this point. And it took a lot of um, determination and it took a lot of work. But I started to realise that actually... The work was the good stuff and it didn't start to feel like work in the end. It just started to feel like this really positive, um, kind of exciting way to live my life that I'd never experienced before. So that's that's where the books come from, really. And it's, it's extracts from my diary at the time so that I can sort of illustrate that I certainly was not this person before. Um, but that I became this person through my fertility journey. And, and that's that's what it is, really.
0: Do you think, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, that you would have reached the point you're at if you were still trying for your first child?
1: Yeah, because I reached it before I got pregnant. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I really did. I I reached it somewhere in between all the ovulation induction cycles that I was doing. And it's actually, it's funny when I look back at pictures of myself from that time, which was June 2015, I'm, I'm just, I'm glowing, you know, I don't, I'm not saying I look like a supermodel, I can just see that I've got this sort of really weirdly content feeling, and it's certainly not something that I was able to hold on to every minute of every day, you know, don't get me wrong, there were lots of times where I was really struggling, and I needed to um, feel all those feelings, but What I'm really, um, what I learned how to do was to be okay with whatever I was feeling at that time. So when I think it's a a really difficult thing that people talk about being positive, you must stay positive, be positive, be positive. Well, yes, definitely, that's really important. But you can't just be positive, you know, it takes a lot of... um, work to get to that stage of figuring out how to be positive and it also means that you've got to listen to that voice that says um, actually I just need to cry today and I need to drink a bottle of wine a whole bottle to myself and I need a packet of um, hobnobs and that's just what I'm going to do today and that's that to me is as important as getting up in the morning doing some yoga down in your green smoothie and whatever it's all about taking it day by day which is Hence my name, and it's um, it's that awareness and presence, and 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 that is how I got through, and how I reached that point of feeling really accepting of what was happening to me
0: and so you're really present in the TTC community and we talked a bit about it before we started chatting officially in that you've only joined it recently and and we were both agreeing uh, how remarkable it is and and I'm very aware that I've been focusing on the Instagram community at the moment with my podcast I was kind of talking about people I was meeting on Twitter a while ago and now I, it just seems that there's so much going on with Instagram and there's such a community and I'm still flabbergasted by the amount that people share, the good and the bad. You were talking about how now you're progressing through it because you're a mum and there's obviously, I I know being a mum, there's that position that you're in now of, of how you share what's going on. Are you in your head happy to talk about whether you're hoping for a second or are you happy where you're at
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, we would love to have another baby. We have been trying naturally now for a little while, but you know, my situation hasn't really changed. So it's very unlikely to happen easily for us again. Um, I also recently had to have an operation on my thyroid, which is Hence this rather husky, <laughs> husky tone to my voice that I'm uh, sharing with you now. So everything had to be put on hold a little bit as well for that. But I'm now sort of back to that, okay, let's try and make a baby again. Um, so I've I've had um, a consultation recently with a nutritionist, which was really nice to kind of remember all of those things that I learned before about food. My My personal view on nutrition and food and fertility is that you really shouldn't let yourself get too stressed out about what you should and shouldn't eat. I think that taking a little bit of control over your health for mental well-being is a really great and positive thing to do. And I really love experiencing new things anyway. So to learn more about nutrition was just a really interesting side effect and a kind of like a bonus to me when I went through my fertility journey. So... I thought, actually, it would be really nice to have a bit of a refresher and to see what new research is out there. Because that's the other thing with this, isn't it? That that research is constantly changing. So to be up with what's going on, it, it takes so much work to sort of know what you should and shouldn't be eating that actually I prefer to just get it straight from the source of somebody who really knows what they're talking about. So I've just recently started to embrace that side of it as well and take a little bit more control over my lifestyle choices which I'm kind of excited about you know it doesn't feel restrictive to me it feels it feels like a, a new chapter.
0: You've posted uh, about Melanie Brown, who I will put links to in the show notes because I've spoken to Melanie on this podcast. Actually, we were talking about her suggestions for men um, and it was a delicious sounding diet and we were talking about how um, this kind of Indian cow was treated to make its sperm the best it could be and how ludicrous it seemed that we weren't as good at looking after ourselves when you consider what you know the, the, Indians, what the Indians will do with, with a prize bull, I should say, not a cow. And I think that's a really lovely way to view it, that it's not restrictive. It is a kind of exciting journey. I mean, you sound in such a good, positive place, and I'm I'm so pleased to hear it. I know you had been sharing pictures of your scar, and there's all little things that, you know, you're managing. Not that that's a little thing, but there's all things that you're managing, that you sound in this amazing place. Sure that, like you say, it's still, as your profile is about, it's still day by day. And I think often people can hear this kind of chat and be like, it's all right for you to say... but I, I want to be really frank as well here because I have been looking at you a little bit since we've connected and you talked about your gratitude projects that you were doing where three things that you do every day and it's something that I've read about in the past and I've tried to do it and I've forgotten about it. And and as somebody who works for myself and works from home, I've been struggling with that mind space. And from you reminding me to do it and I did it this morning, you've got your lovely hashtag TTC Look For Beauty which I looked for on my walk to my. son's nursery didn't really see anything that beautiful that I wanted to share on Instagram but what I did share was just a little video of of me with the bird song because I was thinking well I can hear beautiful things even if I can't see something beautiful and I think that taking stock in your day is so vital when there's so much craziness going on whether it's work or it's fertility stuff just to take that moment and I've talked about it a bit I know but I can't stress it enough from what you're saying you're, you're kind of there with me aren't you?
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the really exciting things that I I found. I suppose when we went when when I was trying to get pregnant the first time is, I read a lot about the law of attraction, and I don't want to get too spiritual about things, really, because that's not really where my book is is focused. But it is about learning how to be. I think I think what helps is if you if you are actually looking for things to be grateful for. You, it is it is kind of weird. Once you start doing that, you you get back a little bit of what you see. And its it, it doesn't have to be a magical thing. It's actually just kind of common sense. And if you're always looking for stuff that's rubbish, then you quite often see it. <laughs> and that doesn't mean to say that rubbish stuff won't happen to you. I mean, it, it will. Like, you know, it just will. Shit happens. But it's actually about accepting the rubbishy stuff um and looking for the amazing stuff and uh, god the, the world is so full of really incredible amazing fabulous things and um I just find that when I look for that stuff it puts me into a really positive um frame of mind and it's but it does it, it you know it's not it's not easy sometimes sometimes you're having a really rubbish day yeah. and that's totally okay and yeah, if you if you as I said before, if you if you need to cry, if you need to scream and shout and be jealous and be bitter, be angry, be all of those things. You know, a, a big chapter in my book is that all feelings are valid. I'm certainly not able to be positive and happy every minute of the day. It's really not about that. It's about um, being aware of what you need and looking after yourself. And I think especially as women going through our cycles, you know, we do need different things at different stages of. Uh, of our cycles and we do need to be aware of that and sometimes we need to retreat and look after ourselves and be kind to ourselves and you know and sometimes we need to get out there and go for a walk you know it, it's all about being in touch with your own centre and once you do that you're much more able to give yourself what you need and and that's a really big part of it as well as not looking at other people you know you were talking about comparisons just now and I I so agree with that. I I really feel that we have a tendency not just with fertility but we compare ourselves all the time and it's just so destructive and um, oh it's just so freeing and liberating not to compare yourself to anybody and to just be fully content with who you are Um, and that's really important when it comes to fertility. It is such
0: an easy thing to do. I was at my son's nursery this morning, and a lady walked past me with a big belly, and I was like, oh, as I always do. But then at the same time, I'd just taken my son to nursery, and I know that there's plenty of of you listening that would be just desperate to have that opportunity to take your child to nursery, and, and it's all relative, and it's all... It's all still relevant, and you're you're just able to be as as you can be. I think with with every kind of every stage that you're at, if that makes any sense at all.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the the key word is journey, and everybody is on their own journey. And that I'm not the first person to have made that point at all. But I just think it's a really really key. Bit to remember that everyone's on their own journey, and if you see a pregnancy announcement and it's too hard for you to to cope with that at that point, you just retreat and you just take a little bit of time for yourself and you distance yourself from that situation for a while, and that's okay. That's really okay. You know, if if you're friends with that person, they will understand that you need a little bit of time to um, to yourself. And you know, I had to do that with a few really very close friends while we went through our journey. You know, it, did, it only happened a couple of times for me, but there was a couple of times where I really did need to take a bit of time away from that friendship. And I'm really happy to say that, you know, a few a couple of years down the line, those friendships are, are sort of deeper and more intact than ever. And so don't be afraid to do that and, and don't don't compare. Just look after yourself, really. Do
0: you know I did something similar with a very close friend. I had to step away um as her her family was growing with, with great ease and it was just all a bit much and I didn't really want to elaborate why um, but the friendship is absolutely fine and I know as well there's been a lot of chat on Instagram actually I've seen a number of posts about friendships that sadly have, have broken down um, when somebody has re- retreated away from their social life and I think it's really valid I, I want to talk about when we can expect to see the book and also i'm I'm quite fascinated by your instagram account because i see that you've you, at the moment we're speaking it's national infertility awareness week this podcast will be going out uh, in the future but at the moment you've got a competition going on on your instagram page which is really exciting because i know that like you were saying you're quite new to instagram you've been sharing the amazing pineapple print from at neon Marl, which we'll put the links in the show notes just tell me how you found her work because i think that's a really like lovely story
1: I found her work through Instagram through another account at the end of last year, and I just really loved one of her designs, which happened to be a pineapple um, on a pink sweatshirt. And I asked for it for Christmas, and I got it, and this was before I joined the Instagram community, so I I actually didn't know that pineapples were, were the thing, and it was before I knew about the IVF babble a stronger together campaign with the pineapple pins and all of that stuff which is brilliant as well so it just so happened that I had this gorgeous pineapple top that I loved and then I just thought I think it would be really fun <laughs> if if I could give one of these away. so I wondered if Neon Mile would be up for it so I just messaged her and asked her and she was wonderful and said absolutely she'd, she'd be up for that so I've arranged this little um little competition and I think I was actually inspired to do that by seeing so many sweet posts from people who have sent really thoughtful presents and little gestures to friends going through fertility journeys to just help them along the way. And there's something really heartening and uplifting about that, that sort of um I know you're going through a really crap time here's here's something to cheer you up a bit mm-hmm. um so that's what this is all about really and yeah hopefully i can do more in the future but it was yeah just just something to do for this uh, infertility awareness week as well which i know is, is sort of in the U- in the us isn't it but it was it's a, it's a global conversation um exactly. so we just jumping jumping on the bandwagon a bit really but why not you know I I think we've learned recently through all of the uh, stuff that's happened which your fabulous relax gate episode has discussed that we do need to keep raising awareness so that that's it's just part of that
0: well I'll put your I'll make sure your social media is all in the show notes so people can have a look back uh, because this like I say podcast gone out after probably your competition has has run but I love I love that top and I love the stuff that she's doing and have followed and have got some nice ideas. Ideas for this podcast, so watch this space on that. Merch might come. Um, let's talk about the book. When do you hope to have the book done and dusted? I know you said you're just working on the, the second version.
1: Yeah. So I've, the first draft was completed quite a while ago, and then I've, I've had a, a meeting with some people who I hope are going to publish it, but they they told me to do a second draft. So that's what I'm working on. But oh, it's so difficult to fit uh, fit writing in with my day job and with being a mum and oh, you know, having a Half my thyroid whipped out um, a few weeks ago as well, it caused a bit of a spanner in the works. But I'm uh, I'm doing my best now to knuckle down, getting up first thing in the morning and working around all my other commitments. So and being patient,
0: and to... being patient with all of this.
1: That's exactly. Do you know what? This is another a whole a whole thing which I'm I'm learning, and this is this is what I actually love though, is that. I think that each chapter in your life you grow and you develop and you learn new stuff and right now I'm really learning how to to juggle and how to do all of these different things but at the same time try and maintain that sense of groundedness which is so important and that connection with myself and I know that as long as I've got that connection with myself and I'm true to what I'm trying to achieve then everything will all happen at the right time. So I have given myself a deadline uh, for a few more weeks to finish the second draft. And then it will be in the lap of the gods (laughs) in the publishing world as to when it will actually make it further than that. But I will definitely keep everybody posted on my Instagram page.
0: Good stuff. Well, good luck. It's been lovely chatting um, and I think it's really lovely how you are just continuing to input into the TTC community and I, I, I kind of feel like there's so many people who are doing amazing stuff on here and I'm not picking out people with any favourite with any favouritism I guess it's just the conversations are forming naturally so thank you for reaching out to have to have a chat with me and and if you're listening thinking hey I want to share my story then of course do do let me know Alice good luck with it all and I hope the I hope the healing goes okay with the throat thank you your pictures look beautiful regardless and I saw I looked I was looking at the one where you shared the scar and looked at how many people had said what I didn't even notice I had to I had to go back and I had to go back and look.
1: I know it was. That's. This is the amazing thing about that community. We've spoken about it a lot in this podcast. But yeah, the the, the support I got from that was really amazing. So I just want to yeah thank everybody for the for the uplifting comments on that as well. So thank you.
0: Well, keep, keep up all the positive, all the positive posts because they, they really are interesting and um, I, I really kind of admire your sharing of um, your little snippets of, of, of wellness, really, because that's what we all need along the way. So thank you and lovely to chat and um, we'll speak again.
1: Thank you so much, Natalie.
0: And before I give you more details on the show notes, here's a note from my sponsors who make this podcast possible. If you're looking for a supplement to take whilst trying to conceive, Pregnacare Conception and Wellman Conception provide advanced nutritional support. They include zinc, vitamin D and the exact levels of folic acid recommended for women by the UK Department of Health. Pregnacare is expert nutritional care while trying for a baby. And to find out more, visit thefertilitypodcast.com forward slash shop. The Fertility Podcast is also supported by IVF Matters, the UK's first online fertility clinic where you can order tests delivered to your door, have scans at multiple locations, and speak to consultants in the comfort of your own home. It's a truly unique way to experience your fertility journey, and you can find out more at IVFMatters.co.uk or call 033 939951. So, the show notes for this episode are fertilitypodcast.com forward slash day by day. I'll put Alice's details there. Also a link to Melanie Brown, uh, the chat I had with her. She's a brilliant nutritionist, really interesting, especially around diets helping male fertility factors as well as female fertility factors. And I'm also going to put the link to my Patreon page. If you are enjoying this podcast, if it's helping you in any way, I'm asking you to support me to continue to make more contents because it's what I want to do I'm passionate about it I've spent 4 years so far and I really need to get more investment in the time that it takes me to make these podcasts because it takes quite a bit of time to find interesting people and interesting experts and edit the content and share it with you. And I really want to carry on doing it. So for the price of a cup of coffee, you could support me each month. I'll give you a shout out. There's all different ways you can support me at Patreon. So the link is on the show notes. If you know of Patreon, if you support other podcast makers, you can just type in the fertility podcast at the patreon.com site. But I will put the link on the show notes. Join our live streams at The Ultimate Fertility Guide on Facebook. And until the next time.